This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. everyone to Hans Shot First. <laughs> I'm Jeff. Keep it. Joined as usual by Scott. Keep it going. Say hello. Hello. Hey. Um, my pubescent voice was because we're talking about Stranger Things. <laughs> Water came out my nose just now. <laughs> season one, to be specific. I know season two is just about to come out or has just come out, but we'll be focusing on season one. I, I read that they just confirmed that season three has been picked up. Oh, well, nice. why wouldn't it? Sweet. This was, uh, oh, shit. Uh, the Duffer Brothers did this, and a bunch of kids are in it, and Winona Ryder, and... Winona Ryder! She doesn't play ping pong in this series. <laughs> no. So anyway, uh, this was my mo- my topic, or my movie, TV show, and uh, I fell in love with this. It was something I heard about even before it came out on a podcast or YouTube or somewhere. People were telling me this sounded like something right up my alley, and I watched it... Uh, right when it came out and I loved it the nostalgia factor if you grew up in the 80s watching those type of things I think it may not be the best show but it just you gotta get the feels that it reminds you a lot of those um, shows so that's why no, it, it's the best show <laughs> uh, your guys is uh, Alex your history with this uh, I just thought it was a cool show. I thought I heard that there was oh it's nostalgia blah blah this and that. And I'm like okay whatever I'll give it I'll give it a shot. And I was just hook line and sinker from the first episode. It's amazing. Great. Yeah. And Scott. Um, I think I watched the first episode like right when it came out along with everybody else, and then got busy with other things, probably work, and wasn't able to pick it up again. And then due to peer pressure and having <laughs> to do pressure, this particular pressure, podcast. I caught up. Uh, but yeah, I, I had enjoyed the first episode. Um, when I heard the opening theme music, I was like, oh yeah, that's rad. Um, and yeah, there's just constant references to 80s thing and the other uh, just general kind of nerd culture um, that that makes it easy to pick out. And not and not just um, like the, the nerdy stuff either, but uh, just 80s movies in general. Yeah. There's a ton of references, too. I mean, there's even, like, John Hughes stuff in here, right? It's not just scary yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, we're going to do it. And, like, just uh, clarify, like I said, this is season one only, so we're not spoiling anything for season two. We haven't seen season two. Uh, we don't know when this is going to be released. We're going to try to time it with when the season two comes out, but this is just season one, so. Um, so I just, I, I just should mention, I did see the trailer for season two. Did you guys watch it? Yeah. I saw the teaser. I haven't seen the full trailer yet. Okay. Trying to avoid. Oh yeah, same, same. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll start off since this is my list, and um, 
I'll just go. There's so many things I love about this. This is uh, not going to be many negatives on there. So Scott already mentioned it. The music. Love it. Not only the, the very John Carpenter-esque music yeah. that happens during the, the title shots, but then just all the, you know, the Clash and all the other songs that happened, you know, the 80s songs that happened throughout the show. I friggin' love it, man. Um, but especially the John Carpenter stuff. It's just, uh, oh, they nailed it. It's so good. Yeah, I have a little bit more to say about this, but yeah, I love the the synth stuff, all the Tangerine Dream and the yeah, just yeah that that it's right in my wheelhouse <laughs> for yeah. for movies, anyways. They absolutely nailed it, and just it's not the music, but just the font. You know, like that was a thing where people type your name and that left that font. They just, everything they nailed about this show. So if you if you're looking for that type of thing, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the music. Uh, Scott number seven. Uh, my number seven is Lando. <laughs> it, it came like a, a little running gag in the last couple episodes uh, to describe the inevitable betrayal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he says, like Lando, and they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but, you know, us being nerds, immediately we go like, oh, he's talking about somebody who's, who they think is on their side is going to betray them. Uh, but, uh yeah, but he just kept saying it over and over again. <laughs> like, like everybody was supposed to like immediately understand what he was talking about. Um, those were my my more favorite uh, references in the in the series. Um, so, in fact, it's probably the only one I'm included on my list here. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Lando number seven, and that was the uh, God. I've already forgotten the names. Um, that was the. Uh, Ooh, Dustin? Dustin, thank you. That was yeah. Dustin's He's the best. Best kid. Yeah, uh, full spoiler alert. I dressed up as Dustin for Halloween last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, all right, Alex, number seven. My number seven is just the fact that they were playing D&D. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, kind of, that's what they were playing on at the beginning of E.T. Yep. also, right? Yeah. Yeah. So D and D that took me way back. <laughs> well, this is like, Mom, we just met the you know, the demigorgon. I didn't know it was gonna take seven hours. You've been playing for seven hours? <laughs> yeah. Okay, to be honest, do you guys wish you had a basement growing up? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I I do now. So much cool shit and you know, people dying in basements. <laughs> I think I remember the once when I was a kid there being like a tornado warning. Like in Orange County, and there, holy even, shit! But even as a kid, I was like, "Where, where the fuck are we gonna go? Yeah. <laughs> There's no such thing as a basement around here." Uh, I just always remember as a kid wishing there were a basement. In the Cosby Show, they had a basement. Married with Children, they had a basement. Everyone had a basement. I guess the basement <laughs> stopped like once you hit the the desert. Yeah, they like hit the, the Rockies. Rockies. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, very good. So I forgot where I'm already lost. Number <laughs> <Number seven>. six. <laughs> Number six. All right. I had um, the dad, Mike's dad. Ah, um, <laughs> it's my number six too. <laughs> <laughs> he was I'm like, I, he's not like a total asshole or a, a ignorant, but he he's pretty bad. He's just he's just clueless. Yeah, he is. But at the same time, like they didn't make him so far that way. But he is pretty much clueless. But you know, there are scenes where. You know, he goes to the funeral, 
and he's you know we're here for you and stuff like that but yeah he's just eating dinner normally while they're having these arguments he doesn't know what's going on and yeah mike's talking about oh i already forgot the sister's name uh nancy nancy oh you're gonna go out and see steve and stuff like that he doesn't like as a dad, if you find out your girl sneaking out to see a boy, I think you'd be a little bit more uh, involved in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just he's yeah, he's just an ineffectual doofus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually didn't like like of all the characters, I thought he was the worst. <laughs> you didn't like what they were. I mean, a lot of the no, parents were like no. that. I got no, I absolutely got what they were going for. Yeah, but like they just like made him such a one note. Ah, uh, I, I thought really they took it, it like they took it too far with him. Uh, even Encino, Encino Man's dad? He was better than that. He was actually a decent dad. No, he actually comes out and gives him like, the pep talk at the end. Oh, he oh, just yeah. does love some strange dude from Estonia stay in their house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I said yes to uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember those papers. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the dad cracks <laughs> me up. He doesn't have many lines, and he just what he does. It makes yeah. Me laugh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, Scott, number six. All right. Uh, number six is uh, uh, something else from one of the other kids, uh, and that's when Lucas... Um, so in the last couple episodes, when uh, they, they had the fight and he goes his own way, but he goes through that whole uh, gear-up scene. Yeah. Like, that, more than maybe anything else in the entire series, like rang that nostalgia bell for me. So I remember doing that kind of bullshit as a kid, thinking like, <laughs> Like, going to play, like, fake war or whatever, but, like, gearing up first and grabbing all, like, the dart guns and, like, trying to, like, strap them on and, like, <laughs> and actually thinking it was, like, cool looking. <laughs> so for him to go through and, like, he puts on the, like, uh, all his pouches. Yeah. And he puts on the headband and because he, he's going to get serious. Uh, when all you got yeah. is the slingshot. Um, Mounts the compass to his bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's <laughs> that, that, that really... Uh, like I said, it really hit home for me. So that's my number six. He just didn't put the the, the playing card of the clothespin on his bike to be right. like a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had to go in stealth. Yeah. Yeah. And Lucas his name's Lucas, which is another reference. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Uh, Alex, number six. Thinks it was Mike's dad, right? Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is another... It's, spe- it's specific, but it, it's... Nostalgia thing. I love the fact that the one of the main protagonists is of the adults anyway is the sheriff. It's Jaws. He drives the same truck, the damn Bronco yes. or whatever that is. Yeah. It's they're all dressed the same. Like all the officers are dressed the same. Like, yeah, 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 it's the same. He's he could. I think they said he was from a bigger town. Maybe not, but I think they mentioned that he's from a bigger town. He's coming to this small Amity, not an island, but it's you know right. It's it's Jaws. I, I loved it. Sheriff, um, so yeah, I just the fact that the truck and the exit his two cronies, although Jaws only has one crony, but it's basically the same goddamn thing. And uh, those guys are those guys, are little cops. I don't even guys talk about a little creepy when they're interrogating Nancy and like, what were you doing with the Steve up in his room and stuff yeah. like that. Like, oh, all right, you can let that go, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's my number five, Scott. Okay. Uh, as you already mentioned, Jeff, uh, number five is the music. Um, my only complaint is, if anything, uh, well, two things. Number one is I want there to be more synth. <laughs> <laughs> um, and secondly, they did a really cool thing 
the end of episode three or four when they they finished with the uh, um... Barb gets it. Yeah, what's ah, God damn it? What's the name of that song? Goodbye horses. Uh, no, but I know you're talking about because that song was a really big part yeah, of like the scene. like the Bananarama song. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I wish they'd done more of that, like ending the song or ending the episodes with the songs. Yeah, uh, oh, okay. maybe in season two they'll do more of that because I, I thought that was a really cool punctuation. Because <laughs> I I kind of I, I didn't didn't have this in my honorable mention, but I was by the end of the series I was getting a little bit tired of the some of the editing how everything would transition or end with a door closing okay, or something being hit. That. Like, yeah, it was like, it was getting pretty bad. <laughs> it was kind of like how they, they went, uh, like Game of Thrones this season where they kept doing weird shit um, to the point where it was noticeable that they were <laughs> like going for it. Um, but yeah, they, so instead of just having door closed and having the episode end, yeah, let's throw in a song. Yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. something that ties into whatever's going on. But there's only eight episodes, so it wouldn't be that difficult to come up with seven more songs. Man, yeah. But anyways, but, yeah, yeah, I guess it does cost money. <laughs> well, it's not my money. Uh, but yeah, the music was great. Yeah, I do love when episodes end on a song like that. Like Game of Thrones is really good at that. And then when they don't end on it, like the Red Wedding when it's nothing. And it's just Catelyn. Like, ah, oh. So yeah, and that, that when the one specific moment you're talking about, I definitely remember that, right? That's yeah, when Barb gets it, and that's when Nancy's up there with Steve, losing her virginity and all that. Like, yeah, it was very, uh, very eighties esque. Uh, John yeah. Hughes, whatever, and just that music was really good. Um, all right, uh, we're on to my number. F- well, Alex's number five, five, five. Number five, this was a reference to It, the original TV miniseries, and I always thought this was, and of course, the worst part of It uh, in the original was that it was a big old stupid spider monster, and the kids had like a shitty slingshot with some earrings in it, and that's what beat the monster. Yay! So, I'm so happy that they included the scene in Stranger Things, where the monster was staring him in the face, and they had the slingshot, and they were firing rocks at him, and nothing happened. What? All the rocks were just bouncing off of what's-his-face, and he was just kept creeping towards him until, uh, spoiler alert, Eleven does something super fucking cool. But, yeah. yeah. They, all these kids are like, yeah, we'll bring the slingshot, we'll take care of him, no problem. Yeah, I, was, I was actually expecting the slingshot to like be important. Is like Chekhov's slingshot, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, but because they kept bringing it up, and nope. <laughs> yeah, they act like it that they think it works at one point, but yeah, it's yeah, just eleven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. I like that scene where they're just the boys are just looking for rocks. Like, yeah, this is a good one, right? And they oh, get the picked quarry. on by the bullies yeah. or whatever. <laughs> they're yeah. just looking for rocks. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so we're on number fours. My number four is I did like the fact that Steve, who is the typical jerk boyfriend, just trying to get in her pants. And he does, does do that. But at the end of the movie, he actually isn't as bad as you think. And he helps them. And it's not just the typical thing that happens in movies. So I did yeah. like that. How at the end, she is still with Steve and she doesn't go to, um, 
right, I forgot that guy's name. The weirdo. Yeah, creepy McPhotographer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, which, by the way, he was absolutely a creep for taking this picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> he was not in the right at all. That whole scene, he, they were in the right, he was in the wrong, and they should have beat the shit out of him, not just broke his camera. Like, um, but yeah, no, it, it, yeah, they, again, uh, we talked about this on the uh, Pan's Labyrinth podcast, subverting expectations, mm-hmm. uh, where she, you know, in the typical movie fashion, where she's like, Nancy says, oh, no, he. it's not like he, you think he is. He's actually a lot more, like, caring and thoughtful or whatever. And you as the audience is like, yeah, right. We've seen this seen this show a million times. And it turns out, no, she's actually right. Like, yeah. <laughs> there actually is more to him than him just being kind of a snotty douche. Uh, so, like, yeah. Yeah, I did like that they would go in that direction. Yeah, and they set it up perfectly. Yeah, there's the scene where he's climbing in the roof to go into a room, and Mike's <laughs> he sees it and just shakes his head and drives away. And, and she's trying to study, and he's trying to get with her and everything. And so they do all that, but then at the end, yeah, you know, he's not that bad of a guy, and he helps her out. And, and he's a teenager, so, like, of course he's yeah. trying to get in her pants. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and I don't know, if you guys seen the commercials with him? He's kind of doing, like, a Ferris Bueller's... Day off commercial. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, for Domino's, <laughs> I've seen that. No. Yeah. So I, I think, I yet. think, um, yeah, I don't spoil anything uh, for next okay. season, but I think he's going to be back. Yeah, I'm assuming he'll be back. But like with yeah. a bigger role. Oh, okay. And bigger hair. And bigger hair. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Scott, number four. All right. Uh, my number four, well, we've already talked a lot about this, but just all the nerd nostalgia. Um, you know, they, they try to get her to <laughs> make the Millennium Falcon levitate, and she won't do uh-huh. it. Um, he shows her, like, at one point, Mike shows Eleven, like, his whole like, dinosaur collection, and the, um, I think he, what's he showing her? Um, it's some kind of figure. Well, it wasn't, I think it was He-Man, maybe? Um, yeah, then the TV in the background, there's, like, all kinds of shit going on. Uh, I think at one point, there really is He-Man going on. Uh, yeah, there was. At one point, they're the watching the the nerdy teacher, who I was surprised to find out that was straight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, is he? He's not with the student, is he? No, 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 no. no. She was pretty. No, young. no, no. That was a, no. That she was, was just like, Asian. That was a grown ass woman. Don't raisin. Um, Asian don't raisin. And they're yeah, they're watching uh, the thing. Yeah, um, you can see posters yeah, on the wall awesome. for like other John Carpenter things. Um. Stephen King's references are littered all over the place, and yeah. like the was it the body episode? They're going down the train tracks, just like in Stand by Me. Yeah, uh, it's just constant references to the point where I have to watch it again to maybe catch it all. Although m- most of them aren't that subtle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, like you're saying when he was showing her the the toys. I mean, that's that's Elliot showing E. T. his toys, right? And right. It's, yeah. It's... Um, all, awesome. all, all the all the D&D stuff. Um, when they're on the bikes, um, when she flips the van. Yeah. Which I guess technically is a callback to E.T. <laughs> it's an, yeah, it definitely <laughs> using, is. Using a bike scene involving telekinesis and kids yeah. <laughs> being chased by, by the Cops. government. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just all that stuff. And it's, again, it's just all over the place. Uh, and this is... So I would have been. What, what year does this take place? 
1980. Oh, after after Empire, so 82. Yeah, it would have been after 81. Empire. 81, 82. Um, yeah, I don't I don't remember, but early early to mid 80s. Yeah, yeah, so so I would have been like I would have been like one of the little little kids in this. <laughs> You've been the little girl that sees the Freddy Cougar coming out of the wall. Yeah, it'd probably been like her. Like I might not even been her age at that point. Yeah, you would have yeah. been one year old. Yeah. If it came out then. Also, quick question. Uh, do they ever say, like, what state they're supposed to be in? I don't remember, but if it's typical of those movies, they never really do. Any yeah. town, USA. Well, like, Goonies is in Oregon. Yeah, that's true. Um, but E.T., they don't really. They, he points to a map at one point, but... Um, I mean, it seems more like east coast weather maybe the midwest i don't know because it snows actually yeah. they're in middle earth because they're in mirkwood <laughs> that's true that's the one <laughs> yeah. i like how the kids keep calling it mirkwood he gets so mad and then later on and then later on, he's like they, they're in mirkwood <laughs> the sheriff's even calling up mirkwood no i loved it <laughs> so yeah all, all the, the kids all typical sorry but the typical faction were like it's not from Lord of the Rings. It is from The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And the, the name of the city is Hawkins. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Hey. Named after Larry Flint. There it is. <laughs> I don't get it. It was a Simpsons joke. Because oh. it, it's supposed to be Stephen. I'm guessing it's a reference to Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Got and it. then, and then. Homer says, that Larry Flint guy is right. Yeah. And then Larry Flint says, your theory of a donut shape, I find your theory of a donut shaped universe fascinating. <laughs> All right. I have no idea whose turn it is. Uh, number fours? Yeah. Yeah, that was my number five. All right. That's your number five? Was it? That was your number four. I did that was my number four. Sorry. Number that was my number four. Yes. So Alex, okay. number four. My number four is, I love that will is all on his own and everything and he finds this way to communicate with his mom with the lights and whatnot they figure that shit out but the coolest part was when they get 11 into like a makeshift uh sensory deprivation tank the kiddie pool and everything to go into and like cyclically find will i thought that was really cool i like that whole scene yeah like she's putting herself out there she's risking everything because you know, she's, there's kind of something uh, a little bit romantic going on with Mike, and but she likes the rest of her, you know, newfound friends and everything. She wants to really help, even though she's never met Will. And uh, yeah, the this is the the real like the huge lead, and he, he she even makes a connection with uh, uh, Will's mom in that scene, and he, she just Eleven just really wants to help out. And so she puts herself in like the scariest situation that she could put herself in because she really doesn't want to do this, but she doesn't ever anyway. It's yeah. awesome. And what I liked about that, and it kind of happens throughout the movie. I love how they got to solve this problem of how do kids in the eighties get answers to questions without the internet? Yeah, and they have to talk to the science teacher. He's like their Deus Ex Machina, always explain stuff. Yeah, he explains the upside down. <laughs> he explains how to make a deprivation, you know, how you float in water. How yeah. He explains, I forgot the other stuff he adds, but I just love that, how they have to kind of solve that problem. Like, nowadays, kids would look it up on Google, but like, oh, back then. 
Yeah, that no, that's that. That, that scene was hilarious, by the way, when they they call him the last time, and he's actually with a woman watching the movie. Yeah. And he's like, "Can you guys just call like, me back Monday, please?" <laughs> and he keeps like, "No, no, no. We'll talk about this Monday." And then finally, Dustin's like, "You always tell us that, like, like no, just door. Why are you holding the key from us?" And then the next scene, he's like writing down everything that he's telling him. Like, <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> All right, um, my number three now. Yes, is Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder, ah, so good, and. I have some goods and bads. I think she overdoes it. <laughs> she 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 does. I think when she's walking around in the suit, it's like at the end it was, it was a little goofy. <laughs> she's still yeah. like doing like the whole jittery thing, and yeah, it's kind of yeah. But the nostalgia factor of having her, who was in all these movies as the kid when we were growing up, and then now having her as the mom, that that meant something to me. It was just really cool to have her there, and I, I just love. I just love the character. Like it was, it's bad sometimes. She's well, and then she's get, buying, going to the store and buying Christmas lights, and just a little over the top. But I still really enjoyed it because it was her. I think it was great casting. I, I did really like how she's the first adult to really show Levin any real compassion, uh, uh-huh. and I thought she did a really good job with that. Like they felt like that uh, there was that kind of connection between them. Um, and so she did a good job at that. I'm pretty sure she was just trying to pick Eleven's pockets, but that just couldn't be me. <laughs> Hoping Eleven had some cigarettes on her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just cool. You know, it was like growing up with the Winona Ryder movies and, and stuff, and just having her as the mom and seeing so neurotic. And the, the, obviously, you mentioned, you mentioned the Christmas light scene before. Just her, she does play that really well. And um, so yeah, Winona Ryder is my number three. Scott. Uh, my number three is The Lights. Okay. Um, so Always. it just kind of stretches throughout the series. And they kind of... The the internal logic of The Lights, <laughs> you kind of have to just not think about it too hard. Um, but uh, it's, it is cool. Um, the, the way they kind of light up in sequence to like lead the way. Um, the whole scene where she paints uh, on the wall so you can answer. It felt a lot like... Uh, like Close Encounters. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, more references. Uh, and then they kind of move away from it until the end. Um, they kind of explain like why the lights go off. Although, it didn't make any sense that uh, the older buyer's kid um, was like, oh, it's because there's people walking in there. Like, how could he possibly know that? Like, <laughs> um, Wait, which part now? So in like the last episode, the second last episode, when the sheriff and Winona are walking around the upside down, um, they go to the house and the lights start going off, and he's like, "Oh, that's not, that's not uh, the monster or whatever." Oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah, how does he know that? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just the, the use of the lights is really cool, and like the sounds that they make, they did a cool job with that. They they added some fake fake sounds, but they were very effective. Mm-hmm. Um. So I really dug that. And then I, this is just more personal thing. I just kind of like Christmas lights in general. <laughs> so biased. Yeah. So, biased review. Yeah, to see them up like and used in such a manner was cool to me. I'm in your house in a while, Scott. Do you have Christmas lights hanging up all over your house? I do not. Ugh. Better not. That would entail work. <laughs> also, we've we've talked about this in like one of our Christmas episodes. Like 
I got that out of my system as a kid when I had to do it every goddamn year. That's right. Your for, dad was for like two <laughs> houses. <laughs> yeah. All right, Alex. My number three is just the upside down. The whole look of the place very alien. There's ashes or quote-unquote ashes or snow or whatever always falling there. It's all creepy and slimy and goop everywhere, and everybody's hooked up to the veins just like an alien's. Ugh, gross. Awesome. I love the whole feel, creepy feel and look look of it. Yeah. And the mystery, it's like, why the, why the fuck is this here? What is this place? What's it for? And it looks like, you know... Uh, from the trailers, we might get a little bit more inklings as to what the fuck is going on with the upside down. It's clearly I don't think I don't think it's good. It's clearly one of the elder gods. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Ah, so cool. But I like the the whole upside down. They I think they nailed the alien look that they were going for. Yeah, definitely. I the first time I watched it, I didn't know what to expect. Right, this is I, it's a new show on Netflix. When they first showed them, you know my fear of aliens. I was a little scared at first. Yeah. Luckily, it didn't turn out to be that much. But uh, yeah. Look, I got clicker. Last hey. us. Clicker. Um. All right, on to my number two, and it's the cast, the kids. Um, starting off with with. Nancy and Steve and Barb and and uh, the dickhead friends that they're cool in themselves, but it really is the boys in Eleven. They just the the chemistry there is just awesome, um, and you can kind of see. I don't know. You kind of put for me. I was putting myself. Oh, that's like more like me, and that's like Tony, and that's Adam, and that's so and so. You just kind of put yourself together with these group of kids and um, just being dorks. I love it. They're racing their bikes, just on their bikes. That's being an awesome thing. Racing and whoever wins gets my X-Men, whatever he said, 76, whatever. Yeah. Which I think so. I read somewhere that that's like a really famous. Ep- the one he says is like the first appearance of Wolverine or whatever. It I think, is. I think it was, I, I was reading about this it was uh, the Phoenix. Okay. Oh, which makes a lot okay. of sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, I loved all the bikes, the walkie-talkies, how they didn't really work that well. And then you always had the friends say, you got to say over. You got to do the rules yeah. correctly. Yeah, every time every time <laughs> the walkie-talkies out, they had to say things like 18 times before they... <laughs> yeah. Um, and as you already mentioned, you know, showing the Star Wars toys. And uh, and then I don't really have a special... Maybe you guys talk about Eleven more herself. But I, I include her with the whole thing because it is just an ensemble that those, I guess, four kids. Will's not in it as much, obviously. But um, the three boys in eleven just are awesome, and I, I just I hope they stay as pure and as cute in the next in this season too because they were awesome, and hopefully they're not all teenagers now and voices cracking and being all dicks now, <laughs> <laughs> smoking <laughs> between takes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so well, kids. Dustin has all his teeth, so. <laughs> all right, uh, Scott, number two. Okay, my number two is uh, the Upside Down. Um, uh, the the whole Ash thing was super cool. Yeah. Um, kind of, there was no sky. It was just kind of the ground. Uh, lo, lo, covered most of everything else about it. Um, mm-hmm. Again, the logic got a little fuzzy with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the Upside but, Down. But, 
yeah, it, it, it was a cool, and the, I think they did a really good job of slowly revealing what it was all about. Um, I mean, even when you have the episode where Nancy goes in there, um, or if you see you see Barb inside of it, it still doesn't really answer too many questions. So you kind of yeah. still learn, you're still learning more about it as, as all the other characters do um, leading up to the, to the end there. Um, I'm curious to see if like there is any like permanent side effects from breathing that stuff in or whatever. Well, spoiler alert. Or will. Did you, wait, you've seen the the last all of it, right? Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Will was puking well, up will, fucking slugs. Well, will was hooked up to the thing though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Gross. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So I, I enjoyed the upside down. So I had a question for you. I think it was Scott that didn't like uh, an Event Horizon where they show the warping and they put the pen through the paper. I <laughs> I was annoyed by that. And they I did it again in this too. I'm like, as soon as he picked up the plate, I was like, oh, he's going to poke a hole through it. He's going to fold it over and poke a hole through it. I but at least it. in this case, he's like explaining it to kids. So, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Not to a paleontologist. Or... <laughs> I forgot who's explaining who yeah, in that to, movie, but to, to Morpheus. To Morpheus. Yes. Yeah, okay. Morpheus. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is when uh, all the, the what's-her-face, Nancy and creepy dude is like, all right, this is what's going down. And they know that blood attracts the monster, so they set the bear trap and everything, and they're fucking ready for it. And then the boyfriend's like, what's going on? But then he comes in and saves the day when they tell him to, like, you know, I'll explain later everything. You're in danger right here. Don't go in there. But that whole scene was so awesome. They light him on fire, and he's trapped by the bear trap after he comes. That awesome effect of him trying to stretch through the walls to break through into our reality. Uh, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I love that that whole scene of them finally taking a stand against this piece of shit monster. Yeah, and I like how Nancy ends up being the one with the gun because she's the only one that can shoot it with accuracy. (laughs) So cool. Honorable mention. Yeah, what's... Hair dude just comes in there with a bat wailing on it, saving their lives. Awesome. Yeah. Spike Bat was pretty exactly. cool too. I love how they showed him making it. The what? The, the oh bat. yeah, making the bat. Yeah. Yeah. He's just driving the the spikes through it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, my number one, and I, I think was Scott really talked talked about it, but just for me, just the nostalgia, the the homage to Stephen King and Steven Spielberg and John Carpenter and yeah, all the uh, Stevens, yeah, all the Stevens, <laughs> Stephen you know, Hawking. You mentioned the elder, like HP Lovecraft and, and just Wes Craven. You mentioned the guy coming through the wall. And I even think there's like X-Files stuff in here. It's just everything that I loved. And it's all in there. And you have the moments from ET when they actually put the wig on her and they dress her That's up. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, directly out of ET. The, the bike scene. Jaws. Yeah, uh, they say we mentioned the Jaws part when they go in the town um, where they have like the Nancy is a slut or whatever. I mean, that that town. I mean, that, that was a very Halloween moment right there. That looked like the town in Halloween. Um, uh, like I said, the X the X Files stuff is more like when they're in the forest. That was always a because they filmed in Vancouver in X Files, so right? so it always in the forest. But that looked like that. I just everything uh, you mentioned, Close Encounters. It's very. Ah, I loved it. 
uh, you mentioned the standby me moment on the train, the walking to they're trying to find north or whatever to get to the base. It, I just, like I said, I can just watch this over and over again just for that. It's like reliving watching these old movies that I loved as a kid, and and there's can't beat it. And there's kind of nostalgia. I feel like we're kind of the last generation, um, you know, where we just go outside and play. And and not and not because like oh there's video games and phones like why don't you go outside and play it's because like I, f- I feel like the culture shifted where people don't feel safe letting their kids do that anymore. So, yeah, yeah, uh, that's part know, of it. So so yeah, we can see that make like, oh yeah that's what we did we fucking went outside and did dumb shit like <laughs> um or or either stayed home and watched Commando all day or whatever but the the <laughs> the, but the point being that you know things kind of aren't like that anymore. Not for kids anyways. Right. Yeah. Like I said, it's twofold because it's partly my experiences and more of the bike riding stuff was me, but just all the movies that I grew up watching too, right? Because we live we live in the suburbs, but we don't live in the suburbs where there's forests behind our houses and stuff. So that right. is but that's all for movies, like from E. T. and Goonies and stuff like that. So um Yeah, I just I love it. And like I said, throwing in uh Castlick, uh Winona Ryder, everything the music Perfect. Thank you, Duffer Brothers, Netflix, Duffer whoever Brothers. did this. It was awesome. I hope Los season two lives up to it. Uh, I really do. I have such ex- high expectations that I probably won't live up to it. But um, uh, if you keep just keep up that nostalgia, I'm going to eat it up. So that's my number one. Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one is the cast. Um, you pretty much talked about everything I would have mentioned here. Uh, just... Talk a little bit about the adults, though. Um, okay. I mean, yeah, the kids are great. Um, the adults. So, um, if not for uh, the sheriff, like, and I, I guess to a very smaller degree, the the teacher that keeps helping them out with like science stuff. Um, all the the adults in this are just kind of like evil or just completely worthless as far as like helping out as being reliable in any other, in any form. Um, so even like the two deputies, uh, one of them's just stupid. The other one's just kind of lazy. Um, yeah. So yes, yeah, the sheriff and, uh, Winona and she's gone, she's losing her shit understandably. So yeah. she's not much use until like certain points. And then towards the end, uh, I, and I'm, I'm really curious to see if they're able to like pick up any kind of relationship between her and 11. Um, but yeah, if, if if not for for them, uh, <laughs> it would have been just the kids, and I don't think that would have been quite enough. Although the the teenagers, the the sister and Steve and the creepy mm-hmm. one, they they're also really good, um, especially the sister. Um, I think she might have the the best arc of anybody in there. Maybe the sheriff. Um, yeah. Agreed. Uh, or Steve too. I mean, yeah. That's true. But his is kind of like, kind of happens pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was nice that they redeemed some of the adults, I guess is where I'm going with this. Yeah. Um, I, 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 say, I will say the mom, Nan, uh, Nancy and Mike's mom, she's trying. She's yeah, not no, complete... No, no, no. Yeah, she's she's good. <laughs> um, she's yeah. like the, the emotional core of like, <laughs> yeah. of, of that family. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully they give her a little more to do in the in the second season. Uh, but yeah, no, she was good. Um, yeah. The uh, the sheriff though, uh, David Harbor plays him. 
Um, that's actually going to be the guy that's going to be the Netflix Hellboy. Netflix yeah. Hellboy? Yeah. I thought it was going to be a feature film. No, it's going to be a live action. Whoa! I think I think oh, it's I a think it's a movie, Scott. Is it a movie? Yeah. Oh wow. Well. Yeah, I thought it was it. I thought it was a movie. Uh, either way, he's playing Hellboy. <laughs> Sweet. Um, but yeah, instant fan of that guy now. I've seen him in a few things, and he's always been good. But like he, like you know, so it basically splits between him, Winona, the kids, and uh, the the sister. Um, so he has to carry a lot of the action, like the actual like eighties kind of action, <laughs> like mm-hmm. beating people up, ripping guns out of hands, like going breaking into things. So he ba- yeah. he's basically around to do things the kids can't, <laughs> uh, but it works out really well. And he actually does have like that kind of presence for it, where it's not just you know you wonder well how's this guy doing this? Uh, you know he actually is kind of an imposing figure uh, when he wants to be. Yeah, I was re- I'm rewatching it. I think I got to like episode five last night, and he literally has like one punch KO to yeah, yeah, one is. episode where he's just like knock you out, knock you out, knock you out. Well, they, they actually <laughs> like five dudes. They actually see the first time he beats somebody up, you actually see his knuckles, and they're like all red and bloody. And at first, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like they actually show that like this isn't an '80s movie where you can just keep punching people. But nope, he just keeps punching people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then let me ask you this. I doubt this is Alex's, but his thing with his flashbacks with his daughter. Did you think somehow Eleven was involved in that somehow or that daughter ended up in that facility? Because no. I kept thinking that might be a thing. I, but it didn't. I, but I, 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 I'm it I'm glad. occurred to me to like look for signs of that. So I yeah. see where you're going from that, but I never thought like there was any actual connection there. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking they'd find like maybe not eleven herself, but she was number six or something, right? Like they uh, somehow, right? But uh, it was just more of that he's really into this because he wants to save her son the way he wasn't able to save his daughter and stuff like that. So I, that was cool. Um, all right, Alex. Uh, we already covered it. All the child acting, all the the cast, amazing. Okay, so who do you relate with more of the boys, Dustin? Uh, probably Mike. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about my... I wouldn't be Dustin. I'd either Mike or Lucas. I'm not sure. But, uh... uh yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I'd be more like good, Nancy. Good kid. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'd be more like Barb. What a slut. Poor Barb. No one talks about her at all. She died. Uh. Everyone save Will. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said yeah. Barb. Yeah. They, they well, covered it up. Well, they found they her. Covered it up though. With yeah. Barb. I don't know if you guys saw. I don't know if it was. San, I think it was San Diego Comic Con. It was a big con where they had the whole cast, and uh, all. I don't know if all the kids are up there, but a lot of the kids and and uh, some of the actors, and they're taking questions from the crowd. And it was actually Barbara was one of the questions from the crowd, and she's like, <laughs> uh. Is Barbara going to be in the next <laughs> season? And then, like, the directors are like, I don't think so, Barbara. <laughs> Pretty funny. Oh. All right. Uh, let's rate it. I will give this a six. Uh, it's still too new for me to give a seven. I'll see if it holds the test of time. But as of right now, it's my favorite Netflix show. Um, for everything I've said, six, easy for me. 
Scott? Uh, six. Uh, okay. Yeah, just pretty pretty easy to watch um, if you're not binge watching it, anyways. <laughs> not that easy. We had yeah, to yeah. force you to watch. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just every episode had something where I was like, "Oh, that's cool," or something made me laugh. Um, I had a couple honorable mentions too that I'll, I want to toss out after Alex gives his rating. Okay. But uh, six. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex. Yeah, I'll give this a six as well. All right. Awesome. So what's keeping it from seven for you guys? Just the same thing I said, just till too new or Um Yeah, I think I, I it's too recent for me to like have the <laughs> desire to go right back to it. Have right. to add in some space from it. But also I, I think it'd be hard pressed for any T V series to give a seven to. I can't think of any off the top of my head that I would do that with. Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> right, so Game seasons, of Thrones. But... Uh, Simpsons seasons one through seven. Yes. Those are sevens. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead. <laughs> Which, what are your honorable mentions? Uh, just a couple. Um, one was from Dustin. It was probably the biggest laugh for me in the the whole series. Uh, it was in the the, the second to last episode, maybe the last episode where they're they're at the middle school, and he wants to go get some pudding. So he walks off and he, he yells back to Mike. Like, I'm going to get some pudding. Like, something, something. I know the lunch lady hoards that shit. (laughs) (laughs) That was Uh basically what he said. But he said, hoards that shit. (laughs) That made me laugh. And she did. (laughs) Yeah, then they found it. (laughs) She hoards that shit. (laughs) Uh, And that's like Chunk and Goonies getting the (laughs) ice cream. Yeah, it was kind of a running gag that, like, every time they, they try to get serious about something, like, he always brings food into it somehow. Uh, um, but then uh, we talked about it a little bit, with, but just the sister um, slowly becoming a total badass by the end of the the thing, which uh, is kind of timid and mousy at first, and then she slowly starts asserting herself, and then uh, she gets to fire off the gun and hits the can for a shot, and they basically switch weapons at that point where <laughs> yeah. he takes the baseball bat and she takes the gun, and then at the end, like she doesn't hesitate, she fucking points the gun at at Steve and tells him to go away. <laughs> like she's not fucking around um, no. and she's the one that's like no we're really gonna kill this thing like let's go fucking do it uh yep so yeah i enjoyed her arc they didn't make her like the the damsel in distress right and i think i like i admit just the cast like they're not hollywood beautiful people like she's a cute young girl but she's not you know the blonde it's not a bombshell knockout, right? Yeah, she's she's a cute young girl. I mean, and like even uh, I guess Steve would be the only thing that would be I guess typical like you'd see in a John Hughes movie. But the like Will, what's Will's brother? Uh, the creep, creeper, whatever. He's he's a weird looking dude, and yeah, all the boys are. So I like that how the cast, and even uh, the sheriff, and no one's really like handsome in this or beautiful. They're all just kind of eh. I like that. Any honorable mentions from you, Alex? Nope. All right. I had some, but I think we covered them. I had Mirkwood, Anytown, USA, and Barbara. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. Um, lists. Lists. All right. So <laughs> I forgot if we do that or uh, listener feedback. All right. So our crossover list was movies with groups of kids. Um, since this is very much, we've already mentioned a lot of these movies already, and I'm sure this is a list 
probably going to have a lot of Yeah, I was, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> but uh, we grew up with these movies, this very 80s thing. Um, so let's just get right into it. Uh, I can tell you, my first four were so easy. I just came out. My fifth one I thought about. And um, a long time, and I wanted to get a sports movie in here. And I th- I'm i not going to choose the one I think a lot of you guys are going to choose. I'm not sure. But I'm going to choose the Bad News Bears. Okay. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. And there was another baseball movie that I thought about, but I was a little too old for that. It didn't mean as much to me as this. But this one, and as a kid, actually, I didn't watch this that often. I watched all of them on TV, but I never knew which was which. I just always enjoyed watching them. But over the years, I've gone back and watched the original, and it's so good. Yeah. Um, the kids yeah. are great. Obviously, Walter Matthau was great. Um, and it's the stuff. I mean, that's not even the eighties. That's the seventies, right? And they're, <laughs> they're in the back of his convertible, sitting on the top, drinking. Or they're not drinking beers, but he's drinking beers and or boil boil makers and just yeah, oh, fucking <laughs> ridiculous. And the kids and the end of the movie, they don't even win. It's very you know Rocky esque. <laughs> I love it. Um, and having the girl pitcher. Yep, so good. So bad news bears. My number five, Scott. All right, uh, my number five, and uh, so kind of like you, Jeff, a few of these just came to me right away, um, but uh, I had to think about a couple of them, and one of them I really had to think to come up with was uh, the the hacker crew from Hackers. So they're still kids, technically, yeah. Yeah. even, even though they were played by a bunch of like 25-year-olds. In their life. <laughs> That's true. They're all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are still in high yeah, school. Matthew Litter was in his yeah, 30s. Matt, I don't think he was quite 30, but you have like John Lee Miller walking around with 5 o'clock shadow. Uh, Angelina Jolie, uh, clearly, <laughs> I mean, none of them, except for like the one kid, <laughs> were actually in high school. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I don't necessarily say I identify with these people, but um, I enjoyed seeing their their hacker antics. Uh, they they try to hack the uh, FBI agent uh, or the Secret Service agent and do all the the weird shit to him. Um, yeah, and the the hacker club. Which <laughs> is one of the most ridiculous things ever in any movie. Uh, but yeah, the kids from Hackers. That's great. I didn't even think Thanks. about high school kids. That's, that's that, that counts. No, that's good. All right, Alex. This movie's awful, but it holds a special place in my heart, especially in Halloween and seeing all the old uh, movie monsters and the squad of kids taking them taking uh, the lawn to their own hands because. You know, who else is going to take squad. out with monsters except for the Monster Squad? <laughs> I've never actually seen this movie. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, it's better than Lawnmower Man. I'll give it that. <laughs> well, sure. But yeah, I always, I saw this movie when I was a kid. I'm like, man, that'd be awesome. Hunting vampires and shit and riding my bike. So, yeah, Monster Squad. Okay. All right. Um, my number four as a movie we haven't done too long ago. We mentioned it a lot during this episode. Will be E.T. Got to put that on here. Elliot and his brothers, uh, which is my average brother's name, Gertrude, Gertie, uh, friends <laughs> riding their bikes, and talking about uh, Sinus Supremus. Yeah, listening to the soundtrack of. E.T. whilst looking up the stars. Right, Jeff? It was Superman. Oh, sorry. That no, wasn't E.T. Sorry. But yes. 
<laughs> I'd be cowering. I think I didn't play this long. <laughs> Even I, hiding in the the bushes in the back. There. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I don't want to go too much into teases. We just did that episode not too long ago, but. There it is. I love E.T. Even though I scared him as a, as a young kid, as an older kid, I liked it. And it's, it makes my list. Scott. Uh, so my number four, going back to the high school well here, is the, the crew from Superbad. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Ah, nice. So you've got uh, <laughs> you have Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah. I don't remember the characters' names, but the one character's name I do remember is McLovin. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, nobody well, forgets McLovin. It's not his real name. And the uh, the adventures they go to to, I'll try to get some. I'll call to some party in the hopes of scoring with some chicks. Uh, mm-hmm. Amongst amongst the way, there's period blood. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert! Yeah, there's there's police. Uh, there's vomit. It's just Emma beer. There's, it's just beer. <laughs> yeah. There's a uh, there's detergent <laughs> bottles filled with alcohol. Uh, and there's Emma Stone, who unfortunately gets punched in the face. Um, headbutted. Headbutted? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought he punches her in the boob. No, it's Michael Sarah accidentally mm. hits the one girl in the boob. Oh, that's right. And then there's the redhead. <laughs> He's going in for a fist bump. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> McLevin almost almost scores with the, the redheaded girl. No, he does score. He does, yeah. Well, no, it gets broken he goes, up. oh my gosh, it's in. This is the greatest uh, night of my life. I think it's broken up. Though. And then they, yeah. I got yeah. a boner. <laughs> and he has some lube. Uh, one of my favorite lines ever from any movie is when uh, they they stop the car and shoot and stuff and he runs away and <laughs> Seth Rogen says, McLovin's bailing! <laughs> uh, so yeah, a, a raunchy adventure. And then there's the credits with the dicks at the end. Yeah, <laughs> all the dick drawings. Nice. All right, we got to do this. We got to do this episode soon. So yeah, I completely yeah. forgot about Super, it's a super bad. bad. I love it. All right, Alex. Number four is the grown-up version of the Monster Squad, the Lost Boys. Yeah, honorable mention. Thought about that one. Yeah. Ah, so cool. And it's got a, a Ted from Bill and Ted's or Bill. That's right. I forget. Bill. Yeah, and Kiefer Sutherland. They're all. Vampires with leather jackets. Super cool. <laughs> Is that what you took away from this movie? <laughs> yeah. Vampires it turns out the, with leather jackets. The boring, the boring old his, history teacher librarian. He's the head vampire. Oh, shit. Yeah, both Corys. Yeah, the Corys met. Wait, Corey Feldman was in that? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't remember that. He was one of the two brothers. They were like the, the self- Proclaimed vampire hunters. Well, Monsters Corey Feldman may appear in one or two more of my movies coming up here. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Lost Boys, number four. Very cool. All right. Uh, my number three is The Explorers. Oh, nice. I don't know if you guys... I think I've talked about this before, but I think you guys said you hadn't seen this. or had. Uh, this is your number three, right? Yeah. This is also my forever. number three. No. Okay, great. <laughs> so I know exactly what you're talking River. about. Yeah. Okay. River Phoenix. Yeah, Ethan Hawke, River Phoenix. A um, couple, uh, three boys go build a spaceship out of a carny ride. Yeah. A trash can. for some reason. Because <laughs> no, they meets... got that space bubble <laughs> yeah. with the computer that they figured out. 
after there was peeping Tom on the girl, the girl from the school, and then they fly up and they meet some teenage Martians and hijinks ensue. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this movie growing up. I, to be honest, it's one of those that like I didn't keep up with. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it, we had it on VHS and we watched it all the time, and, and I loved it. Um, it wasn't until years later that I found out that those that it was was River Phoenix and Ethan Hawke. I didn't know who these actors were, but I just loved it and um especially because it was that i think certainly the, the fact that they made it out of that carnival ride yeah. <laughs> was a big deal <laughs> for me go out um, to space meet some cool aliens have adventures yeah, yeah. and then get uh, the girl at the end yeah the one they were peeping tom in on i forget which one of them. it's either ethan hawk or uh who's the third kid yeah it was it was a third kid like the tough kid the one with like a rough parent, rough parents or whatever. What's up? <laughs> they yeah. weren't being abusive. They were rough parents. <laughs> rough love. Uh, yeah, Ethan Hawke. Or sorry, uh, River Phoenix was the nerd, the scientist kid, and yeah. Ethan Hawke was the one that had the crush on the girl. And they, that's where they flew him up in the bubble to look in her room. Okay. Um, so yeah, Explorers. It's my number three. Scott, anything to add before we go to Alex? Uh, nope, we pretty much covered everything. <laughs> so my number All right. three, yeah. mm-hmm. Alex, number three. My number three is uh, Elizabeth Shue in Adventures of Babysitting. That's a good one. That has another honorable mention. Oh, so good. Adventures trying to get back home. Don't fuck with the babysitter. And Thor is in that movie too. It's true. Good old Vincent D'Onofrio plays Thor. Is that who that was? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And... I find it fascinating that the youngest girl is like fascinated with Thor comics stuff. I was like, what? That's a, that was a weird choice, but a very welcome one. It's <laughs> an awesome movie. I love it. I can tell you until recently, that's the only thing I knew about Thor was that she was in, he was in adventures and babies. It was a funny fact about that movie is the line, the redheaded kid, the friend or whatever. They have to like walk across. Remember that they, they get carjacked or whatever, and they go into the the bad guy's lair. <laughs> I don't know. And they have to walk across the, the beams and the ceiling, and he's like, you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> that was the first time I ever heard that, and it didn't make sense to me. You can't use shitting me as a word. Like, it didn't make... And it was just, I was upset <laughs> about that. You can't <laughs> say that. <laughs> it's a bad word. But Elizabeth Shue, yeah. Crush. So, I forget, was Vincent Nuffield a bad guy then? Kind no. of. He he was the one that got the car. He was the mechanic. Yeah. But they didn't have the money to pay for the repairs, so he wasn't going to give him the car until the girl's like, oh, here, just remember who you are. Because he kind of looked like Thor in silhouette, so she gave him her Thor helmet, and then he kind of felt like, all right, just take the car. I'm Thor. Okay. He goes, yeah, I got one at home or something like that, right? When yeah. she tries to give him the hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. All right. Um, my number three, or number two. Number two. Uh, number two, Stand By Me. Okay. Classic. I love this freaking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the cast, I, all three of the boys pretty much turned out to be somewhat of Hollywood actors with Will Wheaton and Jerry O'Connell and River Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um my missing sign, Corey Feldman too, right? Yeah, it's four of them. Yeah, 
Um, and Kiefer Sutherland. And Kiefer Sutherland. Another was, lost boy. He was a bad guy, but yeah. Uh, I love it. The voice narration of Richard Dreyfus and just the stuff you t- stuff you talk about before you get into girls, and it's like, what the hell is Goofy talking about Mickey Mouse and <laughs> yeah. all that stuff? And I know Scott's mentioned this before: the whole pieting contest, <laughs> Barfarama, um, <laughs> fucking gross, <laughs> Barfarama. Uh, I love this movie. This is a movie. If it's on, I have to watch it. Um, and it, I didn't. I don't know when this came out, but I remember I didn't watch this right away as a kid. It was a little bit later. I wasn't too much older, but I was. I don't know if I. I don't know why, but for some reason, I didn't watch it like in the movies or right away when it came out. I was found it a little bit later, but. Um, always loved it. So, Stand By Me, number two. Scott? Uh, my number two is, and I think you were hinting at this earlier, Jeff, uh, but it would be The Sandlot. Ah, mine too. Yes. The, the Sandlot yeah. crew. Um, saw this in the theaters. Connected with it right away, even though it took place in the 70s instead of the 80s. Well, not even the 70s. It was like the... Yeah, was it was it? the 60s. It was like, yeah, it was like the early 60s, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of my favorite all-time scenes is when he basically, I mean, he ba- it's a sexual yeah, assault. Yeah, let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade here. And uh, he sexually assaults the, uh, the lifeguard. Um, this magic moment. <laughs> um, and then she like, uh, like smiles at him on the other side of the fence. But just the narration for that. And then he did what none of us in a million years would ever had the guts to do. He put the moves on the lifeguard. <laughs> And then he kisses her, and then she, like, gets pissed and throws him out. <laughs> and then they, they throw all their clothes out, and they just run away. That, I, I think that's my favorite part of that whole scene is that the, they're all so excited that they just run. Like, at that point, it's not yeah. like anybody's going to, like, <laughs> like do it. There's no, really no reason for it, but they like, oh, we got to get out of here. And, you know, the kid mentality. Uh, so they all, they all book it. <laughs> uh, yeah, just the, the whole camaraderie there, the... The ultimate insults, like the you play baseball like a girl, uh, <gasps> yeah, the actual baseball going on there, uh, and then at the very end when they they have the pickle, yeah, trying to get the ball back, and they just try out the different things, again with more of the the kid logic, and the the thing about having the the super scary neighbor, like that that I definitely identified with. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we go play uh, with certain kids in the neighborhood. We go just do like wiffle ball out in front of like somebody's house, and we go to their house, and inevitably we'd go into the neighbor's yard, and we'd be like, "Oh, we don't want to do it." So yeah, it's lost yeah, forever. <laughs> Why don't you just knock on the door? I would have gotten the ball yeah. for you. <laughs> Hold Hercules, George. I knew George. Uh, he knew me. To me, baseball was life, and I was good at two, real good. Right, that's my that's my number two. Same life. All right. Yeah. Same. Right, anything else to add? Nope. All right. Baseball yeah, I, is fun. <laughs> the only reason I left this off because, like I said, I was a little bit older when this came out, and I, I wanted to pick one sports movie in that one. Uh, Bad News Bears beat it out for me, but yeah. still a great movie. All right. Uh, my number one is The Goonies. Yeah, yep. pretty damn easy. It's yeah, gotta it's be. Goonies. <laughs> I mean, the, the uh, Lord of the Rings doesn't count because the hobbits aren't kids. Well, yeah, Sean Astin's in both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know what to say about Goonies other than it's it's awesome. Boys going on an adventure. Uh, we have to do an episode on this one day, one day eventually. Um, Soon. Just, I, there's so much I don't even want to talk about it because I know yeah. I, it deserves its whole yeah. episode. But <laughs> yeah, we don't got the time. <laughs> uh, ultimate uh, boys getting together with the older brother and his girlfriend and. And the adults, the Fratellis chasing after him, obviously, blah, blah, blah. Goonies, gotta be number one. Yep, agreed. Anything else to add, Scott, Alex? Uh, we've talked about this movie a lot. Uh, just, again, the the best thing about these these kids' movies is kind of that, that sense of wonder when they do it right. Um, Did somebody say and, wonder? And here, like, Goonies has fucking pirate ships and <laughs> this big adventure where they gotta travel underneath the town and as as a kid yeah. like i can't imagine anything cooler they got the the rube goldberg stuff that uh, is foreshadowed in the beginning of the movie um mm-hmm. and yeah again they end up pirate treasure <laughs> like it's awesome yeah did you underneath was always the greatest thing you mentioned that like i remember uh there was uh, a couple of girls lived two houses down, and they were my friends on my street. And they, they were one was older, like two or three years older. And she would tell me and her sister these stories about how they were in the closets. There's somewhere there's a closet in your house that usually the parents have covered up. But if you could find it, you open it, and it leads to every other house on this <laughs> block. So you go there, and you're, oh, yeah, you can come over at night, or I can go over to your house. And, and I looked, and I assumed it was in my parents' room because it wasn't in my room, and it wasn't in my brother's room, and my parents' room had it. Their closet was packed with stuff, and there was stuff all over the floor. So I knew it had to be in there. And oh, yeah, I always imagined all this stuff under the city. It's funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Goonies, go see it if you haven't. Yeah, right now. <laughs> all right. Uh, any feedback? Yes, we got listener Daniel. Got some feedback with uh, his top five uh, movies with kids in it. Danielson. All right. Uh, his number five is E.T. All right. And number four, Explorers. All right. <laughs> number three, there's nothing new on this list, by the way. Number three is Stand By Me. All right. <laughs> number two is Sandlot. Okay. And number one, The Goonies. <laughs> of course. I love your list, Yeah, Daniel. good list. <laughs> we approve. Awesome list. Yeah. I thought we would have more overlap with the three of us before. Yeah, however many of us there are. Fuck. Uh, honorable mention on my list for one more high school movie, and that would be The Breakfast Club. Don't you forget about, okay. about, forget me. about me. I actually have three honorable mentions. One you guys already mentioned was Sandlot. The other one, the other sport movie, which as much as I hate the professional hockey team, uh-huh. the Mighty Ducks movie, <laughs> yeah. I did kind of like as a kid. I was a little too old for it, but it was still hockey, so I had to like it. Um, and then Harry Potter. It's got to be in here, right? Group of kids? Yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah, that's a nice, good modern one. I yeah, should watch like, those movies again. Yeah, I'm a little too old for it, but I, I still enjoy the first one, I think, the most. That sets up the whole adventure. and So I think Harry Potter could be on this list somewhere. All right. Uh, it's time for Alex No Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So, so when did when did they come up with this rule in football that you couldn't 
uh, make contact with the refs. A <laughs> hundred years ago. Oh, really? Because somebody should tell uh, this one uh, player, Marshawn Lynch, because <laughs> he just got ejected from a game for doing that. I saw that. That was last night, right? Thursday night? I guess so. I don't know. What happened? <laughs> Marshawn Lynch didn't like something. Even though the Raiders won, he didn't like something that something happened, and then he got in a scuffle with the ref, and he said, you're out of here. I think he kicked like dirt on his cleats <laughs> or something. Yes, you are. You're... No, there was like a big scuffle, and then, and then he just he pushed the referee. I believe it was officially a hullabaloo. Was, was it a kerfuffle? <laughs> it was a kerfuffle. <laughs> a hullabaloo. I had a chicken kerfuffle at a Greek restaurant mm. today. It was delicious. <laughs> All right. Is that it? Yep. Sports. <laughs> All right. It's time for Neom News. Yeah. 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 All right. In a uh, recent trend, I'm going to keep try to keep this quick. Uh, so I love this new yeah. trend. Yeah. Um, so another trailer that came out, uh, well, very recently as of the recording of this podcast. It might be a little old now uh, by the time you guys hear this, but that would be for the mm-hmm. Black Panther. Uh, they came oh, out with the so official trailer cool. for this. Um, mm-hmm. What can I say? It looks cool. Um, I've, I'm on record saying I'm a sucker for Marvel movies. So... You know, there's nothing in this trailer that's going to keep me away. Uh, um, even though, you know, it looked cool, so um, there was really nothing there <laughs> that I didn't like. Um, so, kind of uh, teasing this super high tech world, and I kind of like the idea that that maybe Tony Stark isn't like the the biggest game going. Uh, maybe if yeah. Wakanda steps it up, who knows? He's just the biggest yeah, show. So maybe if Wakanda actually gets involved in things. Um, I don't know. There, there's probably going to be some hand waving here because, like, once so the idea behind Wakanda is that it's uh, hidden, right? So nobody knows that there's a super advanced city in the middle of Africa. Um, but wait, isn't that where they get their animanium or the Tiberium or whatever the hell it is? Right. So I think the idea is that part of Wakanda looks like any other developed nation, but then there's like the secret part of it where like all the super advanced tech is. Yeah, and the trailer, the ship is going through like, and you see like kind of light bending yeah, like hover fields super that it goes through. Yeah. So, oh. so I'm kind of curious about like, if they're going to mention like, uh, you know, the earth was invaded. Like if you guys want to step in at that point, that would have been cool. <laughs> Something like that. Nah, they were going to wait until things got serious. Uh, but anyways, uh... is it kind of like, <laughs> is it kind of like how, uh, I don't how I can't say the Wonder Woman island, Nanascara. Themyscira. Themyscira. Because men are scared of that place, huh? Uh, but how it was kind of hidden and there was like a bubble over that. Too, I think that's kind of what it is. Oh, this yeah. is more okay. like yeah, yeah. hidden than like actually like magically <laughs> protected. Delicious. Yeah. Um, oh. yeah, the movie's got a great cast. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's the bad guy. Um, oh, so and good. I, and I liked... Um, uh, <laughs> Does the B stand for bad guy? <laughs> Michael Bad Guy Jordan. <laughs> You ain't so bad. Um, and then, uh, you know, Black Panther looks cool. Uh, they, I think they showed some new s- spoilers. They showed, like, different versions of the suit. Uh, so we'll see how that all plays out. Yeah. Um, there there was one funny thing I want to talk about, though. There was a, at least one of the posters for this movie. 
Yeah, I was gonna mention yeah. that. So, so, <laughs> so yeah, this fucking is, good. This uh, new this meme is going so around. But, uh, so the the poster, it's it's all of the all the the black actors, and then there's only the two white actors, and one of them is Martin Freeman, and the other is Gollum. Uh, God, I'm horrible with names. And Andy, 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 Andy Circus. Circus. And so somebody pointed that out, like, like I, I the. I like that the white guys are only uh, Gollum and Frodo. And then somebody pointed out, yeah, they're the Tolkien white guys. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. <laughs> so fucking good. That's a great pun. Uh, that's so good. <laughs> um, but, I did, but I did like kind of like that from the from the trailer where, like, there's no, like, white buddy-buddy guy to, like, whiten it up or anything. You just have kind of Martin yeah, Freeman and uh, Ulysses S. Claw reprising their roles from the previous movies. So it's not like yeah. they, they're introducing these guys in just to, you know. It's like, oh, where are we? Oh, I'm the white foreigner being introduced to all this thing, and I'm going to be the one that saves everybody. In well, the I think there the probably is going to be a little bit of that, the the, the introdu- yeah. introducing part, because I think they've already done that in the trailer. Um, oh, yeah. Or the, like, the teaser trailer, but... Uh, but anyways, did you see that guy's name was a Ulysses S. Claw? Yeah, or maybe not Claw. <laughs> maybe I made up the S. But the, I think his name is like Ulysses Claw, though. Or at least okay. I know his last name's Claw. Of of, 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 of the New Hampshire Claws. Get you, get you. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this. Uh, it looks, uh, you know, one of one of the things I always like about these movies is it looks bright and colorful like the settings all look that way um so again not the dour <laughs> Zack snyder blue washed uh, mm-hmm. dcu kind of thing it looks in a lot of ways it kind of reminded me of thor like the super high tech where yeah. there's they're just coming up with stuff straight from a storyboard um so yeah again i'm i'm looking forward to this uh, that's all i got uh, alex do you have anything even after I stole your Tolkien white guys? No, just gonna do the Tolkien white guys. <laughs> so good. All right, uh, Jeff. Anything you want to talk about? Uh, I guess I'm playing Destiny Two right now. So is Alex? Yeah, yeah. Are you playing it, Scott? Yeah, yeah. I do not even have it. No. Okay. Well, you should get it and get it for Xbox. Well, and join us. Yeah, there are reasons why I don't have it. Uh, so maybe. <laughs> Uh, I'm really enjoying playing it. It's very fun. Um, I'm kind of getting toward the end where, like, I just I do my weekly stuff and then like, oh, waiting for Alex and other people to catch up. Hopefully, now we can start doing some nightfalls and eventually some raids. But yeah, yeah, raid. Um, it's been fun. I, I enjoy. It's one of the best feeling shooters. The, the guns just feel so good. Uh, yeah, they really they just refined everything to the game that you know. It should have been by the end yeah. of Destiny One's life cycle, and it kind of is. So, yeah, the the everything feels nice. The controls feel really smooth and tight, and uh, they finally gave us a very compelling single player story to play through, which was really fun. And I'm even liking a lot of the like little adventures, the side missions that you that you can do uh, either before or after. Mm-hmm. So everything's pretty well acted now. But yeah. yeah. They Bungie got their act together. Yeah, and they brought back, with the exception of Tyrion, who was pretty much out of the first game anyway, already. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but you got what's his face from Fireflies in it, and the guy from The Wires, and all those voices. The guy from Walking Dead, all the voices have come back, so which makes it really nice. And the hero doesn't talk. He talked in the first one, right? But now you don't talk anymore. No, it's only it's only the, the sparks that talks. Yeah, the ghost. I think in Destiny One you did talk. What? Really? Yeah, and some of the I cut don't scenes. think you did. Hmm. No, I'm pretty sure you did. Maybe. All right. Um, but yeah, you don't do that anymore. So. Enjoying playing it. So that's it on my news. I know Battlefront 2 is coming out soon, and I I was so mad at the first. God, this is going to be tough for me. I was really pissed off that last game that was very incomplete, and then they, not only that, they wanted another $40, make a $100 game to get the, all the stuff. But it's fucking Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I might buy it. I don't know. I'll see. Maybe, I'll maybe. definitely wait. Like last time I actually went got it the first day this time i'll at least wait and see what the reviews are um so anyway that's my news yeah real quick i'm hating this trend that uh all the big studios are doing microtransactions for every fucking game even single player games like shadow war i'm like are you fucking really but hopefully people don't buy that shit and then it dies out so how do you feel about like the ones in Destiny or in um, Overwatch, where you don't need them, but it just kind of makes you look better. I think those are fine because I, I get in Destiny at least you level up and then you get like a free loot box essentially, same as uh, Overwatch. Overwatch. And uh, in both of those, you can kind of even earn in-game currency to buy some stuff. Not as much as you know paying cash, but. Right. At least you get something, and you don't have to buy it. Yeah. So I don't feel I don't feel like it's necessary to win the game. So so for me, I I have so. no problem with it. I, I think it's kind of nice sometimes. It's just like a kind of small intermediate goal. You're like, okay, I'm just gonna play till I get a loot box, and then I'm out. So I'll, I'll play for another yeah. like ten minutes, fifteen minutes, or whatever. Um, and then yeah, the at least for Overwatch, the the skins and some of the other things are a lot of fun to collect. Uh, at least I mm-hmm. for me. Um, but on the other hand, I can kind of see the argument of they they don't design that stuff for people like us. They're hoping for like that one guy in a hundred that's willing to drop like a thousand dollars or whatever it is to to get what he wants on this stuff. And then that and it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> You're basically almost like a casino trying to pull in whales. Um, yeah. But again, like nobody's forcing anybody to do anything, and as long as it's just cosmetic. Then, then I have no yeah. problem with it. Like, like yeah, on a personal level, I have no problem with you know, them keeping this up. It's it's when it's like the the, the pay to win stuff or whatever, or the pay to play, mm-hmm. where if you're not paying as much as somebody yeah, else, that they have an edge over you. Yeah, that, it, that's kind of right. Like, as long as it's cosmetic and doesn't affect the gameplay at all, I'm fine with it. If people want to pay money to get the right colors or the right um, motorcycle skin or whatever. Like I know this would actually, uh, Jacob, guess guess it a couple times. He actually got the the motorcycle, whatever it is you're right. He got that early. You can get it later on for free, but he actually spent the money like five bucks or whatever to buy it. I'm like I'm against that, but for him it was worth it. I don't yeah. know. Um, but all right, well that's all I got. Which I guess wraps it up. So uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.